Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of the ARJ Show. I'm your host, Armando Ruelas Jr., and I'm just very excited and blessed to be starting this journey. I'm kind of seeing where this is going to go. I'm not very sure uh, how long it's going to last for, but I'm just excited and blessed to start this um, new chapter and, you know, meet a lot of people, hear a lot of stories and, um, you know, learn a lot about people's hobbies and just have a real conversation with people and just ask them their opinions on stuff. And without further ado, my first guest is none other than Eric Simmons. I'm going to let him introduce himself, um, where he's from, what school he goes to and his favorite hobbies. Hey, Armando, thank you for having me. You know, I really appreciate it letting me start this journey with you. I'm really excited for this, actually. You know, it should be good and interesting topics. You know, a lot of I think it should be interesting learning what people do in their hobbies and stuff. So I'm, I'm very excited. So my name is Eric. Everyone listening, uh, I go to San Diego State with Armando. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so my hobbies you know, just start off, you know, some of my hobbies, um, play the drums, play the piano, I like to run. Um, I like playing basketball, watching basketball. You know, just a fun fact, me and Armando are part of the, the show at SCSU, so watch out. And uh, also been getting into golf, that's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, let's do it, I'm excited. Yes, sir, as you mentioned the show, <laughs> um, I mean, it's been a blast, you know, sadly yeah. right now, um, because of uh, COVID-19, we're not allowed to be at the Viejas Arena, but man, was that <laughs> arena shaking last year, bro. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts, um, you know, taking into account that awesome, amazing run the Aztecs went on last year, the amazing run they're going on right now, I, I believe it's a 10-game winning streak um they have right now you know give me your thoughts yeah, on how SCSU kind of like sum up if like if, in like a few words how would you describe the Aztecs um run this past two years I think it's unbelievable because last year they're comparing they were their record I mean they went undefeated until 28 games they just mm-hmm. were 27 and they just had a little slip up you know it happens mm-hmm. But they were comparing that team to the team where Kawhi Leonard was on. And that team was like, they went to the Sweet 16. And, of course, you all know Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know. Uh, and you know, he, 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 you know Kawhi no Leonard, biggie, right? No biggie. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the fact that they were comparing that team was humongous. And then all the games were sold out. You know, they just, I, they just like, got, had a flow going. And then... When Malachi left, when a bunch of the seniors left last year, everyone thought, oh, we're not going to be as good this year. You know, there was that notion. But uh, at the beginning of the season, we stepped up, beat UCLA. Who else did we beat? Um, Arizona State, right? Yeah, I believe it was Arizona. Oh, it was Pepperdine, Irvine, Arizona State. Uh, we, um, I think we lost, barely lost to BYU. Yeah, by 10 points. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No, but, no, um, barely. <laughs> those are good wins. I mean, we, you know, we basically run yeah. uh, California. Yeah. And 
if you uh, if you forget about Gonzaga, we uh, basically run the West. You know what I mean? Yeah, just forget about like, that. You could you could put us in any uh, Western West Coast uh, conference, and we'll basically run it. I mean, there's just no question about it. We're the uh, if you want, I mean, technically the second best team in the West because of Gonzaga, but <laughs> aside from Gonzaga, we're basically the best team in the West. You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, that's the West exactly. runs through Vieja Serena, am I right? Yes, that's exactly right. But it was just crazy. And then, plus, just the when you would go, because the last couple of years before last year, the state, the Vieja Serena wasn't, because it weren't as good, you know? So, Vieja Serena wasn't as packed. The show wasn't as packed like it was when, you know, we were in it, you know? So Yeah, for sure. Sold out every game. It was so loud. It was crazy. It was crazy, man. And, I mean, you know, obviously we went to games together and it yeah. was such a blast. And, you know, um, I'll never forget the second half of the season, you know, because, I mean, the first half, like, obviously last season we went on a crazy run. Mm -hmm. Um, like you mentioned, like of not losing, you know, eventually we became the last undefeated team yeah. in the whole country. Um, so it took a, it took a while though for like the national attention to kind of like yeah, yeah. hit the at least the students, you know, because I remember, you know, the very very first game of the season, um, against UCSD, you know. There was like nobody. There was nobody at that game. It was. Yeah. I would. I would. I think half full is like an understatement. But um. You didn't. And then you flash that. forward to midseason. You know, against Fresno, against uh, uh, Colorado State, and then like you just start seeing this like massive amount of students. Just like, you know, I mean, you remember we would have to drive up to school about maybe four three four hours before uh tip off just to sit on the ground and just wait for like the <laughs> gates to open and then once the gates open it was you yeah, know <laughs> mayhem just running across uh vieja serena just to get uh good enough seats to watch that spectacular team yeah um what's your favorite what's your favorite moment from last season um, it can be, you know, pregame, in-game, post-game. Um, you know, it can be a highlight. What was your favorite moment from uh, last year? Favorite moment? I might have to – there's a tie between uh, Malachi's buzz beater because that was just – even though they weren't supposed to be that close, that was just crazy. <laughs> that was <laughs> That was crazy. That was a crazy game. And then I'll have to say uh, Kawhi Leonard Day because, well, first of all, as people started to go to the games, as more people started going, when the tickets were, they would notify you on your phone and it would be sold out in like five like seconds. It would be super fast. And, you know, fortunately for me and Armando, we would get tickets every single time. <laughs> and so we got, we got it for the Kawhi game. And that was just crazy. He was so close to us. And then the side where we sat, the Clippers bench was, I mean, the Clippers were on the bench right there watching Kawhi. And that was probably the best game. And they won too, so that was good. Man, that was crazy. I remember 
I completely forgot about that. Man, <laughs> I don't even know how we were able to get tickets. You know what I mean? Like, I remember being yeah. in class, literally mid-lecture. <laughs> I'd have my phone remind me every, you know, from, say, if, say, the tickets went out um, at 12 p.m. At, uh, at noon, I would have a reminder at 11.50, 11.55, 11.57, <laughs> And eleven fifty nine, just so I could make sure I refreshed the page right at twelve, and I was able to get tickets. And somehow, some way, man, it was destiny that every Good single God, game. Man. Luckily, <laughs> thankfully, we were able to get tickets. And I mean, sadly, um, our friends couldn't say the same. You know, I remember, um, yeah, we were literally the only. I feel like we were literally the only ones who that were able to get oh. tickets for every single game, man. And that was just. It was yeah. such a treat to watch, bro. And um, I know. You no. Know, and then this year, you know, sadly, we haven't been able to see him in person. And, you know, I'm yeah. definitely going to miss um, uh, Mitchell, Shackle, Pullian, yeah, all these guys. Because, I mean, they were, you know, they were the heart and soul of the team last year when we were there in person. Great guys. Phenomenal athletes. Phenomenal players, you know. They've, I feel like they've brought so much to SDSU, you know what I mean? And it's going to be sad to see him go. But um, who's the one senior you're going to miss the most um, after this season? After this season, I mean, out of those three guys, you know, probably, I don't know, they all have their own special qualities for the team, you know? They all had a huge impact. And I think them having that good of a season also like kind of built that culture in the school that gets a basketball school now you know because for a long time they didn't well they've always had a pretty since Kawhi they had a super great team and then from there they had a couple scenes where they're great and then for a while they were pretty good you know and then they're back on top of being a, a big basketball school and those three guys that are leaving this year had a huge impact and especially the seniors last year too but I feel you know Matt Mitchell always had a good game I always liked his game and Pulliam too he was so smooth with his if you're listening you play basketball his floaters were amazing he's so smooth with his floaters and then Shackle you know sharp shooter so they all have their own little qualities I don't miss about you know yeah, for sure. And I mean, how can you forget, you know, Shackle's our best friend, basically. Yeah, but and, uh, we, <laughs> that's, we, that's... we basically met him and we're basically yeah. best friends. We actually and... waved at him before the game when he was going to the locker room and he waved back. So we are all, we're basically best friends with him. So we're essentially best friends. And you can say the same thing about Malachi. Yeah. <laughs> you can even say yes. we're the bestest of friends since we actually you know, shook his hand at Vegas. Yeah. We definitely so, I mean, exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know, SDSU has a chance to clinch the Mountain West once again, because, you know, like we've mentioned, we run the West. If you forget <laughs> about Gonzaga. Um, yeah, so SDSU has the chance to clinch um, the, um, the conference uh, against UNLV on Wednesday, um, what are your thoughts? Do you think, you know, obviously we all want SDSU to do it. Obviously we all think SDSU is the best team in the country, but um, are you excited for the game? Are you a little nervous? Um, 
give me your thoughts on this upcoming game against UNLV. I'm actually pretty excited because right now, these last two games, they played Boise State, and that's a tough team, and they won both. So that put them into first place in the conference. And so I'm pretty excited because I think playing these two good games, it's going to, they're on a moment, they have a momentum right now, and it'll set them up for beating UNLV and entering the tournament. I think the tournament is like in two weeks or next week. But the Yeah, I believe it's uh, March 10th to 13th, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, they're going to need that momentum to, because, the tournament's a different story. I mean, you remember last year when we went, they played good, and then they had that. They already beat Utah State, right? Utah State in the regular season, but the last game it was tough. So they'll need they'll need that win against UNLV to keep their momentum going and take some doves at the tournament. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because I mean, I feel that. After this uh, Boise State win, which was against a very good Boise State team, you know, Boise State for, I would say, the majority of the um, um, of the conference games, they were in first place. They were right there yeah. um, head-to-head with uh, Utah State while, you know, after the loss against Colorado State, the sweep um, from Utah State, you know, we were kind of like in the middle of the standings but you know after this 10 game winning streak we zoom past everybody (laughs) you know now we're a game away from clinching the conference once again so um I think this uh win against Boise State I guess you could say maybe solidified or at least uh I don't want to say guarantee but it makes it very very likely that we're going to be at least at least an at-large bid for the tournament yes so you know like you mentioned this is a um, a must-win game for the uh, for yeah. the Aztecs to solidify, to actually solidify their uh, spot in the tournament, and you know, come Mount West uh, tournament time, there's nothing else we want than to beat Utah State because <laughs> these Revenge. past two years, man. Uh, you know, it's been, it, yeah, it's been it's been tough just <laughs> losing the final, but um. But nonetheless, I have faith that this is the year. This is the team. Uh, Matt Mitchell is a great, great leader, not yeah. to mention Jordan Shackle. But um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for this upcoming, you know, the last game of um, the conference and the conference tournament. And yeah, we'll see true. how they do in March Madness. I know. Hopefully they're going to do good. From They got to sure. make it up from being cut off last year, you know. For sure, man. I I swore and I will keep I will keep saying this till the day I die. But man, that was a final four team last year. That was at least a final four team. I mean, Malachi's Malachi's starting to get minutes for the Raptors and yes. he he completely tore through the few games he played in uh, the G League. And yeah. you know, he's basically the next man off the bench, you know, if Lowry gets hurt, if Van Vliet needs to take a break, you know, Malachi's the man that Nick Nurse is going to. So it's just crazy. And I mean, I'm we're, we're super excited for him. You know, we had yeah. to get the Malachi jerseys. Yeah. You know, we had to rep uh, our, our boy from SDSU. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think without a doubt, we could have gone very, very far into the tournament. Yes. But um, 
I think they're give very me, give me your prediction for SDSU in the upcoming tournament, though. Give me your prediction. Um, what do you think? How far do you think we'll at least go this year? At least, you know, because I think so with, you know, how they're playing their games. So with COVID and everything, some of the games, since we play the same team twice in a row, a lot of the games are like not how they usually are, where they wait a couple of days for the next completely different team, you know? That's why you see like some teams, like one of the teams won and then the other team won because like in those two days, they study their offense and whatever. So I think it's like, it's this year, it'll be hard to tell to see who actually will, you know, kick butt and who won't. But I think, cause there's some tough teams out there, you know, Gonzaga's definitely, if, even, even though we don't talk about Gonzaga, they're definitely pretty strong. And, uh, but I think, you know, at least, I'm going to have to say at least Sweet 16, they'd have to grind though, because there's some tough teams out there, but I mean, they showed they can do it, you know? And plus, SCSU is the definition of being underestimated, as you could tell by last year, because no one, everyone was saying, oh, they got, they don't have that good competition, you know, all this stuff. But I mean, we were that good. And they keep underestimating us. So I hopefully like we make it to at least the Sweet 16 and they can show the country, you know, we're we're that good, you know. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and like another thing I will keep saying till the end of time. Um, <laughs> SCSU is a top 20 basketball program in the country. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have my unbiased, I mean my my biased opinion. It's probably top five in my in my <laughs> own opinion. We're yeah. that good of a program. I mean, you look at Dutcher, you look at, you know, the rest of the coaching staff, you look at the facility, you look at the fan base, man. The fan base. Yeah. Fan base alone, we're the best in the country. There's just no there's just no debate. We're the best student section in the country, without a doubt. Yeah, I think that you take that when you take into account the best fan base, top tier coaching staff, top tier facility, you know, great arena, great atmosphere, splendid, marvelous city. Man, <laughs> who wouldn't want to play uh, for SDSU? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like um, it's definitely important for SDSU to make it, you know, at least, uh, at least like you mentioned, Sweet 16 for us to keep getting um, the name out there. You know what I mean? Because, you know, thankfully, Kawhi Leonard, the amazing player he's become, you know, MVP caliber, <laughs> uh, finals MVP a few times. And yeah. then now with Malachi Flynn, you know, hopefully developing into another all-star player. That's, you know, more and more talent that SDSU is producing to the NBA. And then, um, you know, hopefully when you mix this all together, eventually we start getting you know, the national attention that we deserve because this program is just amazing, to say the least. Um, and, you know, um, sticking to basketball, um, I'm going to ask you about the Lakers, man. You know, <laughs> the uh, reigning champs. Yeah. Um, you know, right now they're in third place in the Western Conference behind the Clippers and the surprising Jazz, who yeah. somehow, some way. You know, they've taken over first place and 
by three and a half games too. So, you know, the Clippers and the Lakers have some work to do if they want to catch up to the Jazz. <laughs> and the Nuggets. We're approaching midseason. Um, give me your thoughts on the Lakers. Do you think it's been a good season so far? Do you think they've underperformed? Over exceeded expectations. Did you expect them to regress a little bit after a championship? Give me your thoughts on the Lakers so far. Um, I think they're performing well. So Anthony Davis got hurt. You know, obviously a lot of players got to stay, but step it up. Um, so I did. I mean, it's kind of expected. Anthony Davis scores like 20, 30 points a game. So like, a couple players had to step it up. You know, and. I did kind of expect they might have lost one or two, but, you know, some watching, because I've been watching a lot of their games and watching those, like, four games where they had that four-game losing streak, you know, it's, sometimes their offense just didn't have, like, a flow that they should be having. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people don't realize it's tough to lose a big player like that because you need to adjust your offense because a lot of the times uh, coaches like to play through a player that can score. So that's what they did um, with Anthony Davis. But I honestly think they're doing, they're doing okay. I think this would be good for them. You know, a lot of people when, like, for example, reigning champs, everyone expects them like to be back to back, you know, all that stuff. They expect them to just perform as perfectly as they did last season. And then of course, no one's going to do that unless they're like super good, but then once they start losing a couple times, then everyone starts saying, oh, is this their year? Are they not going to win? Is someone else going to win? You know, so, but I think they're doing perfectly fine. They should have won a couple games, but this will help them later. You know, you got to fail a couple times to learn and they'll get stronger. And then Anthony Davis will come back. And next thing you know, they'll be beating the Nuggets in the playoffs. And then they'll be winning the NBA championship. <laughs> hey, man. I was just about to tell you, um, if <laughs> there's just, you know, last season, you know, the Nuggets came back 3-1 against the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Then they faced the Clippers, and everybody expected the Clippers <laughs> to be at least a conference final team. Yeah. But we came back 3-1 from the Clippers. <laughs> and, you know, these Clippers had Kawhi. They had Lou Will, Montrez Harrell. And we came back, not to mention, no, no, you know what? I'm not even going to mention playoff P, man, because, <laughs> you know, there was just no, there was no need for me to mention him now that I think about it, because <laughs> he didn't do anything. And we came back against the Clippers. And, you know, we come up against a really, really good Laker team. And I think we did – I think we did a good job. Obviously, we didn't get the job done. But, you know, we took the series to a few games. You know what I mean? We at least got a win in there. But, um, um, nah, man, I mean, you know, sadly, the Nuggets didn't get off to a good enough start like we hoped for. But, um, you know, we're stuck in eighth place. Uh, you know, That's right good. behind the Warriors and the Blazers, but you know, man, I'm hopeful that if the Nuggets somehow, some way, you know, 
get back on it, and we end up facing the Lakers again in the playoffs. You know, man, I don't think it's going to be that easy because <laughs> Jamal Murray's becoming, in my opinion, you know, a star. Jokic, man, I don't even have to mention his phenomenal – you know, I think Jokic might, might win MVP this year. I think Jokic has the slight edge over, I would say, at least Embiid. I think at least – Oh, if you're you comparing so. him to Embiid. Yeah, he's pretty I good. think Jokic definitely has the edge over Embiid. Okay. And, you know, I feel like he's, you know, head-to-head with LeBron, with, um, you know, basically anybody else. I think Jokic is definitely, definitely in the conversation, I feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to come playoff time a rematch because, you know, I don't think it's going to be so easy for the Lakers this time around because the Nuggets already faced it once. They faced yeah. adversity two times last playoffs. <laughs> so, man, I'm just – I'm looking forward to it. But – um, Should be good. You know, it should be good. It should be a good matchup because the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers are the Lakers. The Lakers are <laughs> like the Yankees, are like the yeah. Patriots. They're just a powerhouse team. No doubt about it. You got to give respect um, when it's uh, deserved. But, um, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think, um, you know, back-to-back championships in the NBA have only happened 13 times. But if I'm being completely honest, I think the Lakers do have a good enough team. <laughs> Thank you, Armando. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, I got to give credit <laughs> credit to do. They yeah. do have a really good team. You know, they have lost, you know, a few games in the last, like, five. I think it's, like, they've lost four of the last five or four yeah. of the last six. But, um, you know, I think I think they're going to bounce back, you know, especially once um, Anthony Davis comes back healthy. Yeah. You know, because when you have LeBron and AD in the same court, same time, it's like man, fun. it's so hard for teams to <laughs> – I mean, like, how do you – how do you – you know, how do you – Approach that, you know, you got two of, I would say, the top five players in the NBA in one uh-huh. team. And, um, you know, speaking of, you know, two of the top five in the NBA, I would say the other two are possibly on the Nets. So I feel the Nets might even, you know, they, they could even beat the Lakers or at least give them like a really good run yeah. for their money. Um, what are your thoughts on the Nets and, you know, the super team that they've built? from scratch, although their bench is a little, you know, <laughs> it's not so deep, it's not so, you know, like, because if we're comparing it to, like, the the 2015 Warriors, you know, I just yeah. don't see a good enough, um, good enough depth, you know what I mean? Yeah. But what are your thoughts on the Nets and the super team they've built, and um, what do you think, how do you, how far do you think they'll go this year? Um... Well, I think it's tough because they're the number one team offense, but they're like the worst team on defense. So, and you know what they say, defense wins championships. But at the same time, they do have three top scores. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, I don't really like the Nets (laughs) because, I don't know, I just, they – they're they're probably gonna be very good. I think they'll either go all the way. I'm pretty sure they'll go all the way. They have a great team, 
And, well, when I was watching them against the Lakers, they blew out the Lakers, which, respect, you know, because they're – and they didn't even have KD, I don't think. <laughs> so that's a little – that's tough. But they have a great team. And when I was watching them against the Lakers, you know, a lot of those – like you said, they're, they're not really known for, like, their depth in the bench. Most of them are – most of the people know them from James Harden, Kyrie, and – Kevin Durant, that's probably where a lot of their points come. And, you know, a couple of players, I had no idea who they're from. We're shooting some good shots. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I think they'll, they have potential to go all the way. You know, they're pretty solid. If, you know, if it happens where the Lakers face them in the finals, I think that's going to be super good because they're obviously very, very talented. But, you know, usually as a Lakers fan, I don't really root for the Celtics. Because you're not supposed to, but oh, this for year, sure. <laughs> you know it's just like something. It's like in the rule book of life, you're not supposed to root for the Celtics if you're a Lakers fan. <laughs> but I think this year I kind of like, I kind of like the Celtics. I I want them to be, I want them to beat the Nets just because I want it to be Lakers Celtics. And also they have really good players. So, but it's it's gonna be tough because as you know the Nets are pretty solid. And they're just going to keep getting better. You know, it's not like they're going to get worse because they have players that are like two two of those players are MVPs. So <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, two of those three are, are MVPs, like yeah. MVP caliber. They've won MVPs before. And you can make the argument that Kyrie – could win an MVP. You know, he's that good of a player that that's like a three-headed monster right there. <laughs> yeah. But but if you look past that three-headed monster, it's a bunch of, you know, um, it's just, you know, no disrespect, but um, they just don't have the good enough depth that I think yeah. if you put them against the Lakers in a seven-game series, I would probably put my money on the Lakers. And, you, you know, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Um, that's just being, I mean, that's just being, if I'm being completely honest, though, just because, you know, you know, it's one thing to face a team, you know, once and then, you know, move on and then, like, mm-hmm. possibly face them, you know, later on in the season. But it's a completely, like, another thing to play. Seven games in yeah. in nine days or ten days against the same th- against the same team, so um, you know. But I am curious to see um, how far these these nets go, especially with this new super team they've now built. It's gonna yeah. be definitely it's gonna be team. fun. It's gonna be yeah. a good a good matchup in the playoffs come playoff time. And you know, once we get deeper into the season and even throughout the season. Um, We'll talk more about, you know, we'll, I mean, we'll see in a month or two how far, you know, teams have yeah. come. If the Lakers finally um, take top of the uh, Western Conference, if the Nets, you know, if they can keep playing the way they're playing and, you know, make the playoffs and stuff, get a high seed, we'll see how that story develops. But yeah. um, I also do want to, talk about you know your favorite music bro and I mean I think it would be an understatement to say that 
Kendrick, you know, <laughs> is the goat. I think I think saying Kendrick is the goat is an understatement. Um, can you just elaborate on that? Can you please explain why I say this? Because well, first of all, Kendrick Lamar is the goat. Okay, just had to say that because everyone, everyone, he. Okay, how do I say this? He is the GOAT. Okay, first of all, I always tell people this. If you have a rapper who wins a literature award, come on. By rapping, you know, it's almost like poetry, you know? That's why they rhyme, and it's it's like an art, you know? I mean, I'm not a rapper, but I'm, this is what I've learned. <laughs> but This is the Pulitzer-winning man. <laughs> no other rapper has done this, bro. Yeah. Words. This is this is the man, am I right? Yes, he is the man. Like that's the first my first evidence of the argument of why he's a goat. And also it's an like you said, it's an understatement because you know everyone no one really like I mean he has a humongous fan base, but there's a lot of people now who don't realize how good he is. Also, you know, he releases albums every three four years we're still waiting Kendrick you know please please release one something this year but he's just that good and then plus his tracks you know he has such a unique style because he uses um what is he he uses a lot of like his first couple albums he used a lot of jazz like in Tupimba Butterfly a lot of his tracks were jazz you know type remember we a lot of his samples were from old jazz musicians which is really interesting because you know now I'm a lot of rappers just go in their studio and make like a little track, you know, like it sounds almost a lot of them sound very similar. So for his, it's very unique because like he makes his like own sounds and he, there's a what song was it? Um, one of his songs on Damn, I totally I'm blanking out right now. He like speeds it up and then he slows it down. So his voice sounds like it sounds like he's talking fast or rapping fast and rapping slow. And it's just you don't see that anywhere else. He's just that good, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, you basically summed it up. You basically, I couldn't have said it any better, man. I mean, this is the, he's the blueprint for any, you know, and not, we're not even just talking successful, like, you know, popularity wise, because, you know, you know, I mean, we've both had our shares of people asking us, oh, you know, like, what music, what music do you listen to? And we tell them, oh, you know, Kendrick. And they're like, mm-hmm. Kendrick, bro. <laughs> Last week at work, I even had someone tell me, who's Kendrick? Oh, my. And, man, oh, my God. It was, man, I'm not even going to, I don't even want to remember that. It's just, like you said, you know, a lot of people nowadays maybe, and maybe it has to do with Kendrick not dropping anything recently. I mean, Kendrick, if you're hearing this, you know, we're waiting. (laughs) We're waiting, Kendrick. But, I mean. (laughs) <laughs> you know it is true Kendrick hasn't dropped in I would say maybe it's like what four years now since damn damn was 2017 you know it's about yeah, to be Black Panther four full years yeah yeah I mean yeah if you want to count Black Panther then it's three years um, that was 2018 three, four years, yeah. yeah um so that's at least three years without a without anything I mean and I mean you could throw out there you know hair now and you can throw out there show stop <laughs> which 
<laughs> you know, it got to the point, Eric, where when um when when Reason dropped Showstop, and we knew that Kendrick was gonna be on the hook, we were on we were that like, song, man. Bad. We were on that song, repeat on repeat, just, just for the Kendrick hook. And yep. you know that just goes to show how eager. I mean, if it's just you and me, just imagine the rest of the Kendrick fan base. You know, eager to, you know hear a new a new album and like you mentioned you know his his wordplay his you know his beats the way he fuses you know jazz and you know modern types of instruments mm-hmm. like it's just insane yeah like the body of work that he's produced he's produced would you agree that he's produced three classics in i have know, to say his albums are classics uh definitely Good Kim City, Tim Butterfly, and and uh, Damn, obviously all classics. And then to us, like we listen to it all the time, we have to say, since we listen to him all the time, we have to say all of his albums are classic to us, you know? But definitely at least three classics. Oh, for sure, for sure. And um, before we before we move on to the to the last um topic, I just wanna before we before we finish talking about Kendrick, I just wanna you know, say this quote from Dam, from the song Pride. And he first says, um, you know, in the song, you know, the song talks about, you know, it's called Pride. And the whole album is just, because uh, you know how every album Kendrick has, you know, like um, every song has a message, but all all the songs, you know, put together, you know, it's a story. It's kind of like a message, a bigger message that Kendrick's trying to, you know, uh, you know, get to the audience. Yes. And then we all know Dam talks about, you know, post Tipping the Butterfly, post, um, you know, the 2015 Grammys and, you know, mm-hmm. um, his rise. Because, you know, after Good Kid Mad City, he became, you know, a well-known rapper. But That's then true. after Tipping the Butterfly, he became the rapper. So, you know, for those who aren't familiar with um, Kendrick Lamar's, um, you know, albums and songs and stuff, every album, like I mentioned, has like a bigger message if you listen to every single song, you know, in a row. And what Dan talks about is, you know, the ups and downs of, you know, you know, like fame. And popularity and you know his songs talk about um you know different elements i mean element elements even a song it's, it's even its own song in them but yeah. um <laughs> pride specifically i would say in my opinion is my favorite kendrick song of all time that's like yeah. the kendrick song that i most love and i think a big reason why is because you know this is a really deep message in that song the song is called pride and, you know, the song talks about Kendrick's struggle with his pride. And, you know, to quote him, um, he says, you know, he talks about um, happiness or flashiness. How do you serve the question? In a perfect world, I would be perfect world. I don't trust people enough beyond their surface world. And, you know, the quote that I want to specifically bring up is, I can't fake humble. Just cause you're 
you know, behind is insecure. I can't fake humble just because you're, you know, I'm not going to say the word, but <laughs> just because you're insecure, that's what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying, I can't be humble. I can't fake being humble just because you're insecure. Yeah. I think that, that, like, what do you think he's trying to say with that, with that quote, Eric? Well, I think he's just trying to say, he, you know, with all his, him being such a huge figure, he has to be real with everyone. And he is real with the, what he says. Like you said, all of his albums have a theme and what he talks about. And why another reason to add on, because in that quote right there, he's saying he can't fake be humble just for someone, you know, who's in, you know, bad word and then insecure. <laughs> um, he has to be real, you know, and he has to speak his mind. And, and that's what gains a lot of his respect because also what he talks about in almost in every single one of his albums, he always talks about, you know, uh, community and, he, and wanting the equality that, that we all should have. And I think he's very good at that. That's also why he's one of the, he is the greatest rapper because he talks about real stuff, real, uh, he puts in the notion of real problems that are happening and he expresses it and turns it into amazing music and he sends out incredible messages through each of his songs. Each of his songs is so unique. Each one has its own message. And I think that's how good he is. He can dawn upon that theme of that album. And he's just real. He keeps it like super real of everything he talks about. Oh, for sure, man. And, you know, the reason, the whole reason why you guys, if you're listening, the whole reason why I wanted to bring up this quote was because I'm gonna read it one just just one more time. I can't fake humble just because you're insecure. And this song is called Pride. You know, he says this quote in the song. And you want to know what the you know if you if you finish listening to the song, the song ends, you, you know, it transitions to the next song. You know what the next song is? Eric, you want to tell him what the next song in the album is? Is it humble? <laughs> It is humble. This man yeah. is a genius. He is a genius. He goes from pride where he talks about not being able to fake humble just because people are insecure, you know. And the very next track is humble where he talks about, you know, you know, he's saying, screw that. Like, you know, like I've earned this, you know, like, yeah. You know, he's telling people sit down, you know, <laughs> be humble if if, exactly. if we're if we're quoting him i i just think uh he's uh i mean we could talk about kendrick we could even dedicate a whole, whole podcast <laughs> exactly we could dedicate a whole episode to just kendrick but i did want to get to one more topic before we yeah. wrap it all up and that topic is none other than i know your favorite show or one <laughs> of your favorite shows is yeah. none other than the nbc sitcom the office <laughs> yes and um you know um since we're running a little short on time i just i did want to ask you if there's a favorite episode a favorite quote or or you could even tell me your favorite episode your favorite moment a favorite quote if you have one and your favorite character and and um why okay so favorite character um i'll probably have to go with either jim or andy Andy at the beginning, 
he evolves because at first he's kind of annoying <laughs> but he's supposed to be, so the he's supposed to be annoying like that which is hilarious he and then jim you know because i mean it's jim you gotta like jim right and, and i just think both are hilarious. i mean i like all the characters but i think jim and andy are my favorite and uh my favorite episode that's that's pretty tough um definitely i i have to like give you like some like like a top three definitely the dinner party that's a classic <laughs> um i always thought the one oh my mind is my mind is blinking the dinner party is, is a hilarious one the one where this one where andy gets punches the wall and uh, where he gets all mad because uh, Jim stole his phone and he, and he like plays the ringtone. That one is hilarious. I think Andy's like his peak annoyance, but he does it perfectly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those are like, oh man, there's so many good ones. Oh, I, I, can, I can go on and on about so many episodes. <laughs> and <laughs> my favorite quote um, uh, is actually by, one of my favorite quotes, I'll have to say one of my favorite quotes, is actually by Andy. He says, yeah, I'm always thinking one step ahead, like a man who builds stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always have to say that. <laughs> Bro, that's, he's something else, man. Yeah, he's hilarious. They're all funny. I think, and, I mean, Steve Crow, he has so many quotes. Like, just the other day, I used a quote where he's like, it was like, I can, but I won't. And then he's like, I, I could, but I would. And then he's like, I shouldn't, but I shouldn't. Or something like that. It's so funny. Like, he just makes up words. It's hilarious. <laughs> Man, Steve Carell is a gem brought to this world. And yeah, we got to do everything we can to keep that man safe. Because that man, <laughs> he definitely brings light to our living rooms, our wherever we're watching any of his you know, that man has had an amazing career. You know, if you look at Hilarious. all the movies he's been a part of, um, not, you know, and The Office alone is just such an iconic show that I feel you could possibly compare it to the impact that Friends had in yeah. the 90s and like um, Cheers, if you want to go back to the 80s and early 90s. Um, you know, I feel like The Office is this generation's or this decade's, um, you know, it's that show to to us, you know. And, um, you know, I did want to do a little trivia, you know, a recurring <laughs> segment that's going to be a part of our show. Let's do it. Trivia based upon um, our guests, you know, hobbies and likes and stuff. So this one's going to be Office related. And how it's going right. to work is I'm going to read a quote. I'm going to read a few quotes and I want you to guess which character from the office has said this quote. Sounds good. Sounds perfect. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to try to start off, you know, easy and then kind <laughs> of, you know, gradually get a little harder and see, I'm going to test your the office knowledge. You ready? Right. Yeah. All righty. So the first one is, you know, Eric, this is, <laughs> I'm going to start off with this one. And I feel God in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> that, was, that was Pam. 
<laughs> yes, sir. That's right. All right. Next one. Next one. <laughs> Me think, why waste time say lot word when few word do trick? That's Kevin right there. That's a good one. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Next one. No, I'm not going to tell them about the downsizing. If a patient has cancer, you don't tell them. <laughs> is that Michael? <laughs> that, that that is Michael. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess uh, most of the Michael quotes are terrible, and so they'll be a little easy to to, um, yeah. <laughs> to guess. But um, all right, here's the next one. Um, I talk a lot. So I've learned to tune myself out. I'll go with Kelly on that one. I remember that. Yes, sir. Four for four. <laughs> Not too bad. Not too bad. All right. Next one. Let's see. Let's take a look. Let me find a good one. All righty. If I don't have some cake soon, I might die. Ooh. That's tough. Is that Kevin? You know, that's, I, I, I would have thought that'd be Kevin too, but it's actually Stanley. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, honestly, at first glance, I would have I would have sworn that was Kevin, but it's actually Stanley. <laughs> that's cool, that's right, cool. Let me find. Can we go? <laughs> without a doubt, without a Stanley doubt. Stanley <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, let's see. Would I rather be feared or loved? Easy. Both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Um, I have is that Andy? That's a good guess. This is another one that I would have sworn it was either Andy or Dwight, but it's yeah, actually yeah, Michael. It's actually Michael. Michael, okay. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say Andy Dwight, but okay. Yeah. Uh, this this one shocked me a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, let's see. The more I listen mm -hmm. to that quote, it sounds more like Michael. <laughs> it does sound like something he would say, right? Yeah. Alrighty, let's see this one. Alright. Today, smoking is going to save lives. Classic Dwight. <laughs> okay oh that there you go that episode is one of the best probably the best or one of the best episodes where he does the fire drill and then the cpr that one's so good i like that one it's and a classic episode man that's one of the most iconic episodes if you want to dive into the iconic <laughs> show that the office is that's hands down one of the most yeah. iconic episodes from the show <laughs> all righty let's see let's see a couple more um Let's take a look. Find mm. a good one. One that you might not know who said it. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Let's see. Um I am a black belt in gift wrapping. Pam. That's actually Jim. Oh, what? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Let's see. <laughs> All righty. Two more. All right. Here's the next one. I miss the days when there was only one party I didn't want to go to. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess Ryan. Yes, sir. It is Ryan. <laughs> Let's go. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I swear. Ryan was, you know, he wasn't always there. You know, he was there early in the in the in the seasons. Then he kind of you know went away for a little bit. Then he ended up coming back later on in the show. But he was man. I feel like even though he wasn't always trying to be funny, he there was always some stuff he would do that would just crack me up, man. Yeah, and it was it's funny because like you can make you can divide the show into like all the sections because the first part of the show he's like a normal guy, and then he becomes the the CEO or whatever, the corporate guy. And then it becomes mm-hmm. like that poet. You remember when he reads like poetry and stuff? And then <laughs> towards the end, he just changes so much. It's kind of funny. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Alrighty. And the last one. The last one, Eric. This is gonna be a really hard one, man. So oh, I want you to bear with me. All right. You ready? Yeah. For the win, buzzer beater. It goes. That's what she said. Michael Scott. <laughs> yes, sir. Eric, congrats, man. You passed the test. Thank you. You know, I threw in a, a few hard ones, so I'm not going to, yeah. you know, knock you down for that because I personally would have never guessed those. I got to go but, study. Um, I guess I, I guess you can say you're a true office fan. <laughs> a true. I appreciate a it. True fanatic. And. Man, The Office is just such such a great show. I mean, we could. This is another topic that we could just dedicate a whole episode to, just talking about the ways in which The Office is just, it's just top tier television in my yeah. opinion. Along with uh, give a little shout out to Community. That's a pretty good show. <laughs> oh man, dude, that is for those listening. That is my favorite show of all time, hands down. You know. Don't get me wrong. I love The Office. The Office was reigning superior in my rankings, you know, for the <laughs> longest time. But um, this past year during quarantine, I gave Community a shot. I said, "All right, let me start this show." I've heard good things about it. I'm obviously a huge fan of uh, um, Donald Glover, Charles Gambino. For those who don't know his real name, um, Joel McHale, Allison Brie. You know, I, these were names that you know I've I've seen around in movies and shows and stuff. But um, I decided to give it a chance and see what it was about. And man, Eric can tell you, it just, it is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. You know, it's, and it's, it gets unique because some, some episodes I just like, what? But it's funny, you know, they make it funny. Like you don't expect to see some of those episodes in other TV shows that especially were on like NBC and, you know, those type of channels. But it's pretty, it's yeah, cool. man. Like, yeah. Like, keep in mind the um, keep in mind community was being aired during the same time as The Office, Parks and Rec, and oh, I'm forgetting the other show. I want to say 
Yeah, there's one more show, right? There was one more, man. I'm just blanking out. But, you know, these four shows are quite possibly, you know, if you, if you want to, I want to say, man. But, you know, the like, just The Office, Parks and Rec, and Community Alone, <laughs> you know, these are three of the most iconic shows I would say in our generation, like in, you know, people um, around the ballpark of our age, you know, the people we've grown up with. um, I feel like these three shows are definitely three of the best shows, in my opinion. And it's just crazy to think that, you know, obviously The Office got its popularity and recognition, but Community, you know, if it wasn't in The Office's shadow, I feel it could have been, you know, an equal amount of impact. Because like you mentioned, you know, every episode, you have no idea what's yeah. what you're gonna come up, yeah. uh, come up, uh, and see. Every episode is unique in its own sense, and this once again, it's another thing that we could dedicate a whole yeah. episode to, and just dive into season by season, character by character, and you know, just talk about the, you know, the masterpiece in my opinion that Community is, and just uh, you know, the amazing way in which the cast is able to. You know, you, you can actually see the chemistry that they have. Yeah. You know, both in the office and in community, I feel like. Because I feel like that's always something really important when it comes to TV shows. Uh, movies, not so much, uh, in, I would say, but definitely in TV shows. Because you're essentially working alongside the same people for, you know, many years. Especially if we're yeah. talking shows like The Office, shows like... Um, community and friends and all these shows that you know it's the same cast for years 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 and you know it has you know chemistry between the actors has a lot to do with um, how good the show ultimately is because I mean in movies you know you might only share a few scenes with uh, certain actors and you know it's not as important to have good chemistry because at the end of the day, it's just a few minutes of dialogue, a few minutes of, you know, face-to-face um, interaction. But I just feel like, man, the next time you come on this episode, Eric, we're going to dive into the community oh, no. um, seasons. We're going to dive into Kendrick. Yeah. Heck, we might even split it 50-50, a half hour on Kendrick, a half hour on community. <laughs> and, you know, I'm excited for the next time you're going to hop on um, the ARJ show because... You know, it's been a blast talking to you today. I thank you once again for joining us and being, you know, my very first guest and, you know, joining me through this journey that we'll see where this goes. You know what I mean? Hopefully we get, you know, far enough where you'll eventually become a recurring guest where I'll just just ask you to come in and, you know, give me some thoughts on, you know, if there's something that pops up in the NBA, something that pops up with baseball and stuff um i'm just uh excited for what's to come i thank you once again for giving me the opportunity to interview you asking for your opinions and thoughts and stuff and just thank you for you know always being there for me and um you know for being such a great guest man you're the greatest and is there any final thoughts you want to uh bring up uh, nah, I just want to say uh, thank you for having me. I feel kind of, I feel lucky. I hope uh, I can come back a couple more times. Uh, 
it should be pretty good. Let's see how this goes. I'm I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for you. Let's go. Appreciate you, man. So uh, this has been the ARJ show with your host, Armando Ruelas Jr. and my boy, Eric Simmons. So I thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next week.